the behaviors and what indie hacking meant is quite a bit different from what it is today. And I think maybe indie hacking has a bit of an identity crisis. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I meet you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, I'm bringing back a previous guest, Don Mon, who is the founder of Mental Cruise, which is now working on full time with a small team. I brought Don back on to discuss something that has been on my mind and has come up on Twitter conversations recently, which Dom has been involved with. And that is... Is indie hacking having an identity crisis? Is the indie label and mentality limiting success and holding many founders back? I think it could be, and so we discuss why this might be happening and what we can do about it. Now let me tell you about an indie company that has not let the label hold them back, and that is today's sponsor, Email Octopus. Email Octopus is an indie email marketing platform built to support other growing small businesses like yours. They are focused on affordability and ease of use, which is perfect when you're starting out as a bootstrapper. Email Octopus contains all the features you need to reach and grow your audience. You can start today without paying a penny on their free plan where you can contact up to 2,500 subscribers. By signing up to Email Octopus, you support IndieBytes and other indie businesses. To try it out, head to emailoctopus.com or hit the link in the show notes. So... I will read out this tweet that Jason put out. He's been like trying this building public thing, trying out as an indie hacker. He does plugins for card. And he tweeted out, my indie revenue for the entire of last year was $6,200. That's like enough to feed my family for one month. So essentially, my indie products paid me my 13th month bonus for the year. Not sure if to laugh or cry. And then Mike Cardona said, just a feeling here, but I bet if you remove the indie label slash identity, you 10x your revenue. And that was interesting because it was only the like the, the identity of being an indie founder or an indie hacker. And you said you agree with this. So why did you agree with that initially? Honestly, Jason is, is one person that I'm seeing around on Twitter a lot. And, and I think he has a lot of these takes, right, that he's like trying a lot of different things, kind of very embedded in the, in the indie hacking scene. And it's just at some times it seems like he's a bit hitting a wall and it's like very hard to kind of get get further. And so he's someone, whenever he tweets something like this, I'm someone that like jumps into that conversation pretty quickly because <laughs> I'm like, you know, let's let's think about this for a minute. And what, what Mike said there kind of resonated with me quite a bit because you have, as I said, like these, these indie hackers from a couple of years ago, kind of when, when I remember indie hacking, when I started with Mentor Cruise, like 2017, yeah. 2018. And I think that the behaviors and, and just kind of what indie hacking meant is, is quite a bit different from what it is today. And I think maybe indie hacking has a bit of an identity crisis where it's very hard to kind of define what is even indie and like, what does this mean for me, right? And there's like a cer- certain set of principles, rules, behaviors that people that define themselves as indie kind of adhere to. And it's probably quite freeing and in in many cases quite successful if you just kind of shed it away, stop having that persona in front of you and just kind of do whatever it takes. Yeah, because I remember when I started Indie Bytes and started becoming more involved in the indie hacker community, I was a bit hesitant to like put that indie hacker label, but I love the community so much. I enjoyed speaking to people that wanted to make a better life themselves and build these software businesses online. And so I went all in on the indie stuff. But more recently, I've noticed the the limitations that you sort of noticed that that indie label sometimes put on you. I like that you called it an identity crisis for indies. How do you think it's changed from when you sort of started to what it is now? So I think in, in like, again, this is 2017, 2018. I think being in startups probably sucked quite a bit. That was kind of the feeling that I had. And I'm also someone that came into this and 
I had the lifelong dream to like start a business or, or start a startup and just kind of the status quo really sucked. If you wanted to start a startup, you had to raise quite a bit of money. You should probably be in like one of the world's tech hubs, build a team, have them like sit in an office, sleep under their desk, whatever. It was like, that was kind of the situation. And I never really liked that way. And that was kind of when indie hackers came in, right? Because it was like these almost a bit like rebel types that said, I don't really want to do that. I want to do it on my terms. I don't want to raise money. I want to like work normal hours. How can I, can I do that? And the way that you do this is probably like doing stuff yourself, just like being involved in everything. It was like automation. It was finding a niche, like niching down your problems and like starting smaller businesses that are maybe so interesting for the VC types. And I felt like up until probably like 2020 or something, that was generally the, the kind of energy that I was feeling. It was just yeah. kind of these, these people that wanted to build their startups in a slightly different way. And I think what happened since then is you have a lot more ways to get money rather than just like VC funding. You don't really need to sit in San Francisco anymore. You can really like build a business from anywhere. And it also just straight up doesn't need as much like resources as it maybe needed like five years ago. You can build like unicorns type viral startups as a, a very small team and so now you kind of need to ask yourself what does indie stand for now now that a lot of these indies that you know from back then have raised some money maybe it's like calm fund or maybe it's like a loan type or something but there are a lot of them with like quite a bit of cash in the bank and they still live a life on their terms they still like don't have many meetings can work from anywhere they want so what does indie really stand for and I think that's that's why I said identity crisis, because now it's quite like a widespread word where you have people that are just kind of creatives working on like cool, sexy software products that are quite hard to monetize. Then you have kind of the other extreme where you have like engagement threat boys that are selling courses <laughs> and like doing stuff like that and like putting out NFTs or whatever. But it's really hard to kind of define what India is today because... Yeah, building a life for yourself, building a business on your own terms, it doesn't quite fit that stereotype anymore. You can do that with VC funding if you want. You can do that with a team. You can do that even if you look for a higher goal than just like ramen profitability. I've definitely seen a few of my friends that like started out indie and didn't want to bootstrap and then they got to a point and they raised, as you said, these new funding methods. And for me personally, I found myself using that indie label like i catch myself using it as a limiter tom as saying slow growth is fine because because i'm indie and i don't i only want a small slice of the market so i don't have to chase as hard as the others but like personally i found it to be a real challenge having that attitude sometimes because i'm not growing as fast as i want to i'm struggling financially and i don't know if these things are spoken about enough the, that indie mentality can sometimes hold you back. Yeah, I, I definitely see the same thing where the, the energy was more like everyone wants to start a business and we need to figure out kind of how to do it on, on our terms. You would also see just like people celebrating their success a lot and like the, the fancy MRR graphs that bring in so <laughs> much engagement. And that's been like heavily criticized in, in like the recent months because people that aren't doing so well, they're seeing those MRR graphs and they're saying, hey, this leads to burnout. This leads to me feeling unwell. And maybe instead of yeah attacking those issues heads on and, and really like trying to find a solution for that, it's more about, hey, let's accept 
that the growth is so slow and that we're kind of struggling. Let's make this like almost a bit our thing. I also like that was in the Twitter thread, right? Someone said the indie hackers are kind of like the, the starving artists of today. And I, I definitely have the feeling of that a little bit where it's just like anti-corporate, anti-startups, anti almost like money and capitalism. Let's accept that we're struggling and, and almost like embrace it and make it yeah. our thing. You're right. And I was just sort of looking through your thread at some of the things you said as well on the growth thing. Your line, right. and I, I really love this, Dom, was accepting when growth is slow as opposed to solving it. And gosh, that's so common, isn't it? Like, oh, I, I don't know why my product's growing. This indie, indie life's so hard. Instead of what do you actually need to do to solve that growth? Are there marketing channels that you need to use that aren't just building in public? Can you do cold calls, cold emails, the stuff that typically isn't as sexy but is effective yeah i mean that, that's the other part right i think there's a set of methods that you use to build a business that are kind of sexy and and verified by the indie community and everything that falls out of that is a bit like man maybe let, let's not do that yeah and that's really something that i, I realized when i kind of started to to exit that bubble and and really like the the first path that i took was actually book a mentor and the mentor couldn't have been more like further away from from the indie community it was like this guy who has like this 20-year background in in running vc funded businesses and now he's a mentor for 500 startups so it's all like incubators funding everything mm -hmm. and i told him hey let's look at my business and and kind of let's see what we can do and i mean he ripped me apart right because it's like all these things that i haven't looked out for that nobody in the indie community is talking about and suddenly it's like oh of course why haven't i looked at like these other growth channels like paid ads cold email mm -hmm. like all the thing that's like prospecting lead magnets like all that stuff that indie hackers don't really talk about and then also what i was mentioning before like the, the cro part are people actually liking the product do i need to do something there like really looking at the painful parts of the business and really attacking that head first there's probably a lot of acceptance around that and just kind of looking away and shying away from those hard truths that you have in, in a business and I, I get, the reason this resonated with me because I find myself doing it. And I remember when I was part of those faster growing companies, I had so much more energy for it because I was in it and I was growing and it felt good. Whereas I found more and more being an indie hacker, I've struggled with like motivation because I'm not striving for something as big as I used to. And I, I definitely don't want to go to that point which is that sort of growth at all costs get Definitely, to the yeah. biggest company you can like overtake a market but there's also this indie thing and i think you made the point of maybe it's good to be somewhere in the middle yeah totally i mean i find it quite motivating to have some ways to grow some some like place to go and i think there are probably other indies that are totally fine with making two three four k per month that's yeah. you know covering however many percent of their their living costs and that's like a good place to stop or maybe it's like a product that doesn't really have much more potential i can totally respect that for me personally it would just be quite boring and as you say kind of demotivating if you have a, a business that you still will put in a lot of energy and time but it's never growing. It's just kind of maintaining and maybe not even that. Maybe it's even not going really well. I mean, I, I'm not sure how long I could do that for. And I, I feel this myself even now, like we're not growing like a unicorn. We're not growing 20% month over month, but, but we're growing. I still have a feeling inside of me that I should kind of push to 
make it grow a little bit more and just kind of have those few challenges ahead for ahead for me and yeah have some other place to go and i find that generally fun that makes me like get up in the morning that i have more like of these issues to solve and like more places to go i will say that the indie hacker community and the people that i'm friends with i still absolutely love and love this the community, say yeah. that indie hacking is bad it's just i felt personally that it's been more of a limiter and wanted to tackle that and i still want to be part of this indie hacker community and it's a lovely supportive group of people but maybe question when you're struggling with growth is it because of this um yeah, definitely i mean it you know i'm i'm a big fan of, of indie hackers the website i'm a big fan of of the community of indie hacking it's what got me into into startups in the first place so there's always kind of this very special yeah place in my heart and i'm also I, I'm totally on like indie Twitter, right? Like we, yeah. we probably see the same tweets. We we kind of follow the same people. I think it's generally a lovely community and something that you don't have if you just if you're just a startup founder. The communities aren't so great. Like indie hacking is really a, a special place to be. So I'd even not so much look at this as kind of don't no longer be an indie hacker. I think that the energy is is really great. It's more about what do we make indie hacking to be, um, yeah. which is also the point that, that was mentioned in the thread. Like some people just understand indie as being financially independent, which you can probably also do by having like a nine to five job for a long time and, <laughs> and just like investing that. But probably what's kind of more the, the unhealthy place to be is finding that indie means staying small and struggling and like not being able to use whatever it needs to whatever needs to be used to grow and for for old time's sake you have been on you have given us some recommendations but what have you read recently any podcasts you're enjoying i have read a couple of books that have been quite nice in in kind of recent past one has been sprint which is kind of interesting as soon as you you kind of grow as a as a business and you bring other people on uh, actually since I, I went full-time on the business the major thing i've been trying to learn is kind of how to do project management and like managing others which has been immensely challenging and so a lot of the things that i've been reading have been around that around like managing project managing and sprint has been quite a good book podcast what you listen to only this indie life i'm so excited when there's a new episode at some point well seriously <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness! Well, you don't listen to any of the other bootstrapper pods. I I listen to indie hackers a little bit since they've come back and yeah. be, been like bootstrapped themselves. And this indie life, it's just like checking in with these like two two indie hackers that are <laughs> like sharing their progress, their struggles, and their wins throughout the week. And it's a, a very relaxing podcast to, to oh, listen thanks, to. Man. Who are you following on Twitter? That's interesting you right now. You know, I have been taking a lot of time off Twitter just kind of checking in for yeah. whatever needs to be checked in and so the most people that i actually am in touch with is kind of people that i've met in real life or i've hang, hung out with and, and just kind of keep doing stuff with them so obviously like the, the ramen club guys when i came over to to london cool dog well thank you for coming back on the pod yeah anytime Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites with Dom. I love to open up this discussion to other indie hackers. Drop me a message on Twitter at jmckimmon to let me know your thoughts about this indie hacking identity crisis, if it's even a thing. All links are in the show notes, as always. See you in the next episode.